that time again for another episode of the Sky Softball Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Scott, and today we are talking with former Carolina Gamecocks outfielder and a member of the 2011 College World Series team, Jake Williams. Jake, how are we doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Glad to have you on. So, Jake, one of the first few questions I usually ask the guys and girls is, the recruiting process, you know, back when you were in, you know, in high school and things such as that, you know, talk about your recruiting process, about what you learned, you know, as you evaluate that process where you wanted to go to college and what would your advice be to those listening, you know, as they maybe start their own process? Yeah, man. Well, thank you again for having me. Um, First off, I'll say I, I love the work you've done and the the organization you've built. And I mean, what have you been seven, eight years now doing this, right? Eight years. This this eight. year's eight years. Wow. Yeah, it's cool. I've seen you know I've seen the the game here or there throughout you know over the years, and mm-hmm. and uh, it's always been cool to see. You've got some. You've had some big big dudes over there. Some big name pe- people over there, and some big gals in softball, football, baseball. Uh, it's cool. Very cool, man. Uh, yeah, guys, kudos like, to you guys, for, uh, for putting that all together, man. It's incredible. I appreciate it. You know, like I said, you know, guys like Westmoreland, you know, Kyle Farnsworth, they're all coming to swinging for the hills this year. Uh, then having you coming along for the first time ever, which I'm excited to have you, as I've mentioned, <laughs> you know, it's going to be fun. I'm going to have to get ready, man. I got to remember how to swing. <laughs> We all do, man. <laughs> That's great. Well, to answer your question, man, so recruiting, my recruiting process was kind of, uh, it was a unique one for sure. Um, I, I was kind of a pretty early on um, well-touted recruit and, and started getting recruited. And, you know, this is back in uh, 2004, 5, 6, 7. Um, I was getting recruited by pretty much, you know, most schools in this area. And I was, I went to Riverside High. Um, so we were just spitting out team after team, player after player going D1. Um, I won a couple state championships there. Unfortunately, while I was there too, I had two real bad injuries. Um, so all the big schools kind of after I got injured twice, they were sort of like, we'll see you later. <laughs> and uh, you're injury prone. And, uh, you know, I still ended up at Wofford, which is a great baseball program and, and still D1 and close by it's you know I grew up in Greenville so it was near home and was a great thing but I mean honestly man in high school we I was doing everything I could to get recruited I was going to camps I was going I had I was getting lessons from you know a couple different uh private guys um any any way I could I was trying to get exposure um my parents were were key in that my we actually moved um I moved from Atlanta as we said off off air um and and my, we specifically chose where we'd live in Greenville so I could go to Riverside High. My dad did the di- did the digging and uh, figured out, you know, this is the baseball school to be at. And um, fortunately, again, fortunately for me, there was like on my freshman team uh, in 2004, we were preseason number one in the nation out of every high school. <laughs> we had we had nine guys go D one that year. That's when we had the Chris brothers. We had uh, Brad chalk, Brad Hawking, one of the great pitchers uh, of, of high school ball. He ended up getting a bad injury. Um, a bunch of guys went to USC, Clemson, Wofford, um, Frado. I mean, we had a bunch of guys, Enders, Kyle Enders, who was on the championship team in 10. 
so so I always had a bunch of schools at these games anyways because of these other guys, you know? So mm-hmm. I was fortunately getting looked at early because of the other guys being recruited. So that paved in my favor. And um, But as I said, I had a tough injury. Uh, I ended up at Wofford College, had two really good years there. Uh, was a freshman All-American and uh, three, hit 350 again my sophomore year. Um, had almost 20 home runs in two years there and did real well. But I, I did not vibe with the program. Um, it was a losing program. It, the coach and I had a tough time. Um, and and I wasn't studying what I wanted to study. So it was kind of crazy for me, which this was before the era of everyone jumping schools and transferring. And, you know, and now I think kids can kind of go here or there and there's no real consequence. Yeah. Uh, but, but I had, so, so my plan was I got to leave school. And so then it kind of, I say all that to say, it kind of started back my recruiting process. So then I was like thrown back into the mix of like any coaches I had made an acquaintance with, um, or played well against when I was playing at Wofford, I kind of like frantically reached out to and said, Hey, I'm leaving Wofford. Uh, you know, I'm trying to find a place to play. Um, and, and fortunately for me, because of all the recruiting, um, stuff that I did in high school and and even a little younger, um, all these coaches knew who I was. So like I had been to their camps, I had been to UGA's camp. I had been to Clemson's, I had been all over, you know, and I had been, I had made my, and so I think that's key with kids, like, and to kind of answer the last part of your question, man, in this day and age, first of all, you have to be clean on social media for, for all kids. And most kids have it. So I'm not saying don't have it, but you got to be clean on it because the coaches these days, they check it. That's the first thing they do. And yeah. so, and so luckily for us, we didn't really have that. Like Twitter had just started when I was finishing school and like Facebook just started. So like it, that was there, but it wasn't like it is now, you know? And yeah. um, so, I, I mean, I advise kids like keep it clean on there, but now really there's so many means to push yourself. You know, there's, you can make little videos of yourself. You can, I mean, for me, I remember, man, I would send emails to, to 30, 40, 50 schools, you know what I mean? And it's your stats and it's what you can do and what you can offer and your grades and like what you're about, basically. It's like your resume as a kid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that was, you know, that's what I would advise to kids, man. It's kind of the same these days. Like coaches are, you know, the same in that they, but they're looking for good kids, you know, honest kids uh, that do the right things, whatever that means. But um, the, you know, I, I would say put yourself out there as much as possible. Yeah, definitely. I think you see that a lot now. You're talking about the, with the uh, transfer and the, the transfer portal is such a, I, I'll, I guess you could say, overused, t- you know, thing, especially with college athletes. Absolutely, man. It's 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 kind of absolutely these days too, because they're just jumping ship, and it's kind of lost. You lose your allegiance, you know. Team, you can't trust your teammates. Who not not to say that in a full, but if a guy's jumping back and forth, and who knows what he's gonna do. Um, yeah it's easier. So for me, there was a consequence though. So when I left Wofford, I had to sit a year. So that's, so, so unfortunately I left in 2010 and, you know, I would have competed, I would have been competing for starting time in the outfield in 2010. So I was, I was actually on that team. uh, But once the season started, the NCAA literally banned me from doing anything with the team. I couldn't even sit in the dugout. I couldn't even have meals with the team anymore. And uh, so it was kind of like an exclusion of like this new team I had transferred to. And then I spent three, four months with them training, doing everything with them. And then it, 
it's like boom you're out <laughs> yeah, it's, like, you, it's like even though you're brand new here you're not going to be doing anything with the group and that's and, so, and that's tough man it's tough yeah i would i would imagine so and one of the next things i'm going to lead into is you know you joined the university of south carolina in 2010 you know you played in the 2011 season you played for correct me if i'm wrong coach ray tanner the prestigious ray tanner as game tough and look at him in baseball terms i think everybody's ready to I don't know how they feel about him as an athletic director, but the question being, what was it like playing for a coach like Ray Tanner? What was that like? Oh man, well, yeah, he he's um he's he's something. He's quite a he's quite a character in the uh, sports world for real. And um, I mean, he 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 goes down as one of the great coaches of all time. He will. I mean, he, and that was even before his championships. Um, so you know, there was always this mystique about Ray Tanner. Um even before we were, so before I got there, there was that mystique, right? Like he was a national force. Um, and, and, and honestly, as I mentioned a little earlier, I had a bunch of friends that went to play for him before me. And so I'd hear stories of like, Oh, like this guy is pretty old school and pretty hardcore. And like, you know, he's not about any BS and he, and he's kind of a one and done. If you if you get in trouble, you're out kind of guy and a hard knock old school guy, but that, and, that's honestly it's endearing in baseball because the best good coaches are that way you know and and honestly yeah. you know i've said it recently he seems like almost like a dying breed in that regard of like it's an old school like he, he just demands respect anywhere he is just by his presence kind of guy you know yeah and I, I think with that being said was that something you know as you described coach Tanner, was that something that you know connected with you and coach Tanner real well you know talking about you know having good one thing is always think is important is having good chemistry with your coach because you if you're on the same page as your coach, you want to be you want to play for that you know play for that guy and play your part. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a very well said statement, and um, and and honestly, that's I'll tell you straight up, that's the main reason I left Wofford is because I did not vibe with that coach, man, and he was mm-hmm. tough to be around. And, um, and you'd spend hours and hours on the field and doing everything he says. And you're, and it's just like, man, it was, you know, so I, I've, I, and I've been around my whole life, all sorts of coaches. Right. And even my high school coach, coach Bates, he was, he was an old school, uh, hard knock kind of guy. And he kind of had that, that, and, and that's why they recruited us a lot, by the way, at Riverside, because we came from old school baseball and knew how to win in that way. And, um, right. so, I mean, with Ray, man, it's cool. So he, and by the way, I'm, you know, one, one thing I'm building right now uh, and have been for some time is a, a film project around these teams. And I'm, I'm actually nearing um, a completion of both a series and a 30 for 30 style documentary um, that I'm, I'm hoping to find to a big network. And I've come a long way on that. Well, that's, you know, that's a whole nother conversation, but I say that to say, Ray, he's my main partner in that film. And he, and now as AD at the school, I got, I got him and the school on board with me to tell this great story of ours again. And, um, and so, you know, I've seen with my own eyes since I was a 15 year old, USC was the first school to ever recruit me in high school. I was the first letter I got. And so it was like, always kind of meant to be for me to be there, um, you know, but I, I, everyone knew what you were getting into. You knew what, who Ray was kind of, at least you had heard about it. 
and again, I had been to camps. I had met the guy. I, they had recruited mm-hmm. me. I had seen, you know, I, I grew up with this. So I kind of, again, the back to the other question, I urge kids to like immerse themselves and it can be costly. So that's something too, but immerse yourself as much as you can and, and, and get yourself in front of these coaches. Cause again, so since 15 years old and now I'm 32, um, Ray and I have had quite a relationship. And so, and I've personally seen his evolution as both coach and man um, through those years. So it's been, it's been pretty incredible to see. And a lot of these guys would say, and a lot of guys I talked to for my film and and for this stuff, you know, um, knew Ray in a certain way, but everyone kind of said, and I would agree about him too, is that he knew he could read a kid and, and figure out, how he needs to go about him. He, he could know if he could be able to scream at a kid or, or be hard yeah. on a kid and that kid would react positively. Or if, or if a kid, if you'd scream at him, if he'd just shut down and, and not, so he'd be a little easier on that kid potentially. Or yeah. so he was good at reading kids, although they always brought in pretty savvy, you know, able minded kids. To, so they were pretty hard on most of their players. Right. But, um, so the, but, but he was pretty good in that. And, and again, there, there came a point when he, and he even talks about it in, in, in interviews I've done with him of, of, there came a point when he started to realize these were like human beings on his team, not just like a shortstop or an out yeah. you know, or like a, the catcher, you know, it's like, this is a kid out here that's in a, in a primitive, you know, primal time of his life, uh, you know, and so it's been incredible to see. And so what's best about all that is as he eased up and sort of allowed the fun back into the game a little bit and sort of the looseness that's when his championships came when he allowed yeah. the game to be fun and loose and crazy. And, and, and those teams were wild animals. Those, those players, man. Um, but he allowed that and he allowed that space. So, I mean, he literally at one point said uh, he, he like apologized to former players for how he, mm. how he used to be on them. So it's kind of wild, but his evolution, it's incredible, man. So he he'll go down as one of the greats as AD. He's, he's been fantastic too. I mean, there's been some real successes, man, and it's been hard for football and a couple other things, but um, AD is a brutal job. As yeah. well. I mean, that's an insane job, but the the whole scope of college athletics is changing and shifting right now. So it's just a wild time to see everything happening. Yeah. I think with that being said about him being the AD, he always, everybody's always, you know, coming for him thinking it's his job and he's, you know, why so, and so, you know, this program isn't succeeding like the fans wanted to. It's just, yeah. You know, I I see it a, a lot where, you got to build something for where you want to get that program to be. And so, you know, over, you know, I think that's really neat how you describe coach Danny, both as the, you know, as the person, the coach, and even the athletic director. And so what we're going to, another question I have for you is, is this, uh, what, what would your number one moment be from your time and at South Carolina, not, the not the championship though what, what would your number one moment be hmm. um man i i i kind of always i really the two home runs that i had in, in 11 were just massive for me and the mm. first one was against clemson and and so i it was essentially a game-winning home run in the game in game three of the series in 2011 yeah. And uh, what was best about that was it was in Greenville at, at the, at floor field, which is an exact replica of Fenway. 
And um, that was where the rubber match was. And I hit a uh, pinch hit three run bomb over the green monster in front of high school friends, in front of my family, in front of like, you know, people I'd know. The rivalry team and things the like rivalry. that. So that honestly, man, that outside of the championship, that that sets in as w- that one of those incredible moments for me. And I, I mean, I still live in Greenville, so I'll and I I take my bike over there all the time, and I ride yeah. by and check games out, and it's just kind of fun to be, you know, it zaps back into you for a minute. But and, but another fun one was against Florida. So we were we were down, um, we went down to Florida in 2011. And they were at the time number one in the nation, and um, we were, you know, we were supposed to get whipped by them, and we ended up winning two out of three. But I, I'm, I was originally born in Florida, and I had a bunch of family come to those games too, and I hit, I hit probably the biggest, longest home run of my career there, and um, and it was just this moonshot into the night that was so fun because it was in front of my family, and then we won the series against number one in the nation, and uh, that was big too, man. I mean, honestly, I had a lot though, man. We, uh, you know, yeah. I, it's fun for me to uh, to tell this story on film now because I'm weaving in my own experiences back yeah. in, and and videos of bus rides and locker rooms and like mm. crazy chemistry all these guys had together, and so it's uh, you know, it, it was one of those times where it was kind of. You know, one one thing that comes to mind too, I'll share outside of baseball is we we had uh, we all used to be in these prank wars together, and uh, I remember at one point we were a bunch of us lived in the retreat in Columbia, and a bunch of us yeah. lived in the woodlands in Columbia, and and it was kind of cool. And I lived in the retreat, and it was me, a couple guys in my house. Then next door was four guys, and then uh, across the street was another three guys that all lived right there together. And, um, we started some kind of water wars, but it, you know, they, they brought it to us first, the guys from the woodlands. And I remember I opened up my door one day, uh, not expecting anything. And all of a sudden getting, you know, it's like a, a bucket full of water pours on you, you're getting fired water balloons and eggs. And like, all of a sudden you're just like getting drilled by, you know, who it is at the time. And you're, and you know, I just, I remember I take off, um, I take off after the, the first person I see and it ended up being Brian Harper. And, but I, all I saw was a dude running. So I didn't know who it was yeah. at the time. And I was like, what the, you know, and I'm chasing him down. And like, we end up like kind of ta- I like tackled him a little bit and like fall on each other. And I realized who it is. And uh, it was just this hilarious story, man, of like, and we, and I remember we used to do that kind of stuff to each other. All, we'd sneak mm-hmm. in each other's houses and cars and uh, just be, I mean, it was a wild connection with that team. It really was. And my, I remember too, someone, someone was like, man, you were, you, if you could run that fast on the field, as fast as you chased Harper down, <laughs> you'd be, that was awesome. So that was good. It's like, man, I'm trying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so before we get into the documentary here, I want to also ask you this, who, who was the toughest pitcher that you faced during your time at South Carolina? Ooh, man. Ooh, that's a great question, brother. Um, some of these teams just had like numerous guys too. You know what I mean? I remember Vandy was stacked. They had Sonny Gray. I remember Florida was stacked. Uh, we, tr- we faced Danny, Danny Holson and, uh, ver- in the, in the series who was for Virginia. He was the number two overall pick. I remember I, you know, he was, he struck a bunch of us out. I remember it wasn't, he, I still didn't think he was the toughest I faced. I mean, even in the very last series against Florida, they were, they had, they were throwing righties out there that were throwing 95, every one of them, you know, and you're just like, God, man. Um, I mean, that's a tough question though, to answer specifically. Um, 
I, it, it's one of those SEC powerhouses, man. Of, of I mean, you know, Sonny Gray comes to mind. He, uh, I didn't face him much personally, though. I faced him at a different point, actually. Not I faced him at Wofford, I believe. Um, man, ah. Uh, I don't know. I, I like I, all I can, like I said, I can just think of like Florida. They, it was like every one of their guys was like a, you know, yeah. was going to be a second, you know, like a double a pitcher throwing 95 from the right side. And it was just like every one of them. And you're like, geez, man, like, come on. Um, so yeah, I can't, none, none specifically come to mind. There was big names we faced though. And I, and I see, I more remember our guys beating the big number one guys. So like we would like we weren't losing to these first rounders, you know. And Bar, I remember Barnes, man. I and Barnes was he was. I, I think Barnes was definitely one of the top pitchers I, I faced for sure um, for Connecticut. And yeah. um, but we kind of owned him too, <laughs> you know. So yeah, he's a star for the Red Sox. I actually interviewed him for the film, and um, but he. Uh, so, I mean, there was every day was a big guy, you know what I mean? You were always facing yeah. big arms. So it was, it was an exciting league to be a part of and, and to play in, man. Yeah. And I think kind of just a nail, nail, the hit the nail where you're talking about the powerhouses, Florida and Vanderbilt were always known for developing the pitchers. Yep. And, and you know, the Sonny Grays and David Price's at Vanderbilt, uh, you know, talk about Holtson and, you know, yep. many other guys over, you know, in Florida. And so, while I'm at it, the next question I'm going to segue into before we get into the documentary. What outside of Founders Park, what would be one one away stadium that you enjoy playing at? Mm. Um then speak by the way, I um you talked David Price. When I went and interviewed Jackie for the film, uh we shot on this is a while back when he was still with the Red Sox. We shot on the field at Fenway. And I remember right. he took me into the locker room and we were kind of like filming him in the locker room and, and a little bit. And like price was in there and came over and he's like, what are, what's going on here? What are y'all filming? And Jackie was like, uh, he was like, Oh, we're filming a USC story. And price was like, what? He was like, get the hell out of the locker room. <laughs> it was really good, man. It was really funny. Um, but man, ballparks, man. I mean, I unfortunately didn't get to play in Rosenblatt. So that was tough for me. Um, you know, again, I had to sit that year. So they were all living their dream playing in Rosenblatt in 2010. And here I am stuck, you know, not there on the sidelines. Yeah. And um, TD, though, I mean, was incredible. I mean, that was that was the biggest crowd I've ever played in front of for sure. And I mean, that's yeah. like a that's like a major league ballpark, you know, in a yeah. lot of senses. And I remember there was 20 plus thousand people at our games. And so it was pretty, I mean, those games were pretty insane, man. And, and specifically, I remember the worst part of those games was um, the left field only, only left field had sun problems only. And they were terrible and I, and I'm good in the sun and I, and balls still didn't drop, but there were a couple that I, and there was one in specific that I lost for a solid 10 seconds in the sky and then caught it like last second, like, you know, barely, but there, there were balls getting dropped regularly in that outfield just by, by all the other teams, just because the sun was so bad. So it was like, 
everyone else is fine, but here I am on national television having to deal with the sun. And it's like, ter- I'm talking about like you completely would lose balls. <laughs> it's like you're standing there and it's like, please catch it, please catch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's like. You Or like, go to Jackie, hit the center, hit the center. And, um, but, but um, man, I, I, I actually love playing at Clemson as well. I really mm-hmm. did. I, uh, and again, I played at Wofford too. So I got to play at some other, I played at all kinds of stadiums and places and SEC and SOCON and all over the place. But there was magnetic, I mean, playing in that rivalry was magnetic. So going, going to Clemson was hardcore. I mean, I loved the, the, the fans getting heated and yelling and screaming and I love good um, heckling, you know, I hate like terrible heckling where they're just like, you know, F your mother, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it, there's, there could be smart heckling, you know, and, and I like yeah. that. And, um, and so there, I mean, there'd be times you'd almost have to give a little bow down to people because they're heckling you so good. <laughs> hey, it's <laughs> like, Hey, it's like, Hey, that's a good one right there. Yeah, man. exactly. I remember I, I, I'm just trying to figure it out. There was one point we played at Wofford. Um, I think it was something like UNC Greensboro or uh, one of these kind of parks, but it was, they were so brutal on, on the away teams and they just had it so figured out that they, you know, they had these songs they would sing and add your name in. And you would just be like the whole stadium singing a song that's got your name in it. And you're, and you're just like whimpering in the outfield, you know, <laughs> but man, it was, it was fun to play in those for those teams. You played all over the place. Yeah. And I think you talk about that, uh, the whimpering is, I think it's kind of similar to the, uh, I can't remember if it's Texas A&M or LSU that does the, like if you throw a ball four. They I think it's A&M. Yeah. They go going to ball five and it's like, oh my gosh, that's a pitcher's worst nightmare, dude. No doubt. And that stuff's real. And so that can start affecting you in real ways. I mean, it's, you know, I, I watched a little of it in, uh, in the world series this year and they had, they had a couple of those teams in there too, that were, that were pretty, the, the fans got going and it's, it's exciting mm-hmm. to see me. I remember in the, um, at TD Ameritrade, the fans, 20,000 of them were, they were doing some of the craziest waves you'd ever seen. Not just the normal wave, but like everyone doing all kinds of things that got synced up. I mean, we'd be in the outfield just like, oh shit, I got to pay attention to the game. Like, this is, you know, like, that's cool. What's it's happening like, out here? Yeah. It's like the crowds, the crowds are, we're, we're over here just about to get a ball hit it. Yeah, catch it. literally exactly and it's in the sun so you can't even see it so yeah <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into the documentary we're going to segue into one of our sponsors uh jake as you mentioned you're up toward even you're up towards the Greenville area our good friends over at the hat flow company they're part they've partnered up with us for this year's event uh they're going to do some hats for the players for what i've been told they're even doing a discount code right now where if you go buy some of their merchandise, you use the code sky to softball and that will, it'll help us at camps, you know, at sky to camp sweet skate, right. You know, have those uh, kids go to camp for a lower mission. And that's our goal as we do every year with a softball game. And we appreciate our friends over at half Loaf company for partnering up with us. So Jake, Absolutely. uh, you talk about this documentary. Let's get into that. I want to hear about this documentary. So, what give us the listeners at home, you know, the details about what what you've been working on. Yeah, man. And again, great. You guys are into doing some great work. It's awesome to see, you know, the way you're weaving baseball and softball into the into the, you know, helping helping the kids and helping everybody out, man. It's really cool. It's 
very cool. Um, Appreciate that. Yeah, man. So I, um, yeah, so I, I, I've been building this project for a while, a long while. <laughs> and um, for me, I, I, you know, I, my story is a wild story. What happened, you know, the way I walked, came to and left USC and the all sorts of things, the way it went down for me as a whole it's a whole saga, man. But basically, I didn't leave USC in the most favorable way. Um, and I always had this desire to sort of um, not get back in their good graces because it wasn't quite like that. But it was like um, I wanted to do something I wanted to do right by them, you know, and I was always into storytelling. And I was, you know, I was a trained uh, I, I was a visual communications major at USC um, so, you know, I was always into filmmaking and photography and storytelling and those kinds of things. And um, so I was literally always taking little videos and pictures from inside those teams. Like I said earlier, locker rooms, bus rides. I snuck Ray's post-game speech in 11, snuck that on camera. <laughs> um, few other, few other like really, really cool perspectives into one of the great all-time college baseball teams. And, um, so I had all this stuff I was sitting on and, and what happened for me, I ended up, um, getting back into baseball about five years after I left USC and I was living in Northern California, ended up coaching a JV high school baseball team. And, um, I had a couple buddies still playing, uh, of course, uh, in the bigs here in America, but also abroad. And, um, you know, I still had, I still had a dream to play professionally, and I ended up getting a really amazing gig to both head coach and play for a Swedish professional team. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I went out um, about five years ago. It's about five years ago now um, and got that gig, had a great summer, lived in Scandinavia for a while and uh, got back into baseball even more. And then that out there is when I, I got on this creative kick and I was like, man, I got to do something with all this content. No one's told our story yet. It's, I mean, objectively speaking, it is about one of the great teams of all time in, in, in college baseball. So I knew someone was go going to tell that story and I just right. figured why not be me, right? And so um, in Sweden, I, uh, I remember I got interviewed by a USC group, it, um, it, Andy Demetra, before he left um, USC. He entered, it was, I was his last interview actually, and they did a really cool article. They found out I was, I was playing in Sweden. And, um, and then I was like back in, okay. So I'm like back in USC. Then I broached it over, uh, to Ray, who was AD. He was early AD then. And, um, and said, Hey, here's what I want to do. I got this idea to make this documentary film. Um, and let's do it. And so they helped me raise some initial money. It's very slow. The reason I've been taking so long on this is just because of how expensive it is and how mm -hmm. slow it is to try to get money, like to get people to give you giant amounts of money, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's, I, I did get a lot of help in the beginning and we, it helped me, it got me very far. So we did a bunch of interviews all over the country. As we said, we shot Jackie in Fenway. We went back down later, shot him in spring training, Matt Barnes, Steve Pierce. Um, we shot Ray, we've shot, I mean, we've shot literally almost 30 interviews, as I said. So most everyone people will want to see we've shot interviews with and we've, we've still got more. So what happened through this whole process is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty close to getting it picked up. And and uh, I don't want to say for sure yet, but I have a I have a really strong candidate right now of who's going to take the film. And 
that's going to be great. The, the, but the problem with that is most of the interview content I've done is going to be cut from that film, right? So right. I have another idea of building this sort of localized series for yeah. South Carolina people, for uh, the state of South Carolina people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll be like the best of the full interview. So maybe like 30, 45 minute uh, episodes is what mm-hmm. I'm building right now that'll weave in all these great episodes that people in this area will really want to see and care about. Um, and then there'll be a full documentary a little later as well that, it, you know, is like Baylor Teal, Charlie Peters, um, the championships, weaving all this stuff in Chad Holbrook, Reese Holbrook, uh, cancer, all these different components. Uh, it kind of tells the overall story. Uh, but I'm, I'm building this series out as well that will dive a little deeper into all that. So I'm not sure the order of when that'll hit. I I tend to think the series will happen first. And I've been trying to get USC to take that on sort of like, maybe you remember the Gamecock confidential series uh, that football and baseball did. So it's something like that I'm trying to put together. Um, And I've been working some really cool guys and and I've learned all the hard lessons in these, these few years of doing this work. And, um, and I, as I, I I keep, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I always say it, but, um, I can't, I'm getting closer and closer to, and I, I know USC people got to be like so annoyed with uh, like, where the heck's the film at, man, you know? <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, I hope y'all will uh, stay with me a little longer. It will be worth it. It's just, it's a brutal industry, man. And so I, I never wanted to put out a crap product yeah. that was just some like, Joe, you know, chump film I threw together. I wanted to do right by these, these teams. And so it'll, it'll be an amazing thing yeah. it's done. Basically, basically, you want to uh, perfect the craft and making all this, you know, the documentaries and stuff like that. And absolutely, I'm curious. I'm, and I'm curious to know who who are you? T- you mentioned there's still some people to talk with. Who are anybody that in in mind? You know that people that, might know that we're still going to interview. Yeah, still going to interview, yes, sir. Yeah, we're probably going to reshoot a few. And, and honestly, some of the we learned some hard lessons, like, you know, some of our camera angles were crap and some of mm-hmm. you know, so like amateur stuff we learned along the way. Right. That yeah, yeah. Anyone has to learn and to be able to, you know, properly do this kind of thing. And so we're going to do uh, the one. One of the ones I'm most excited about is the Peters family, um, the, the, the boy, Charlie Peters, who was the kid that beat cancer. And mm-hmm. uh, he was connected to both teams and they go way back all the way to 2003 with Ray Tanner when the teams were first in Omaha. And um, yeah. it was a really amazing story there. Um, but man, I, you know, we, we did an interview with Roth and Walker when they were playing against each other in AAA. And that was oh, wow. really, that was really cool. Um, I think we're going to do, we'll probably do Christian and Roth both again. We'll do a few of these guys again. Um, we might do Brady Thomas. There's a couple others, pretty exciting guys. I mean, there's, there's still a few guys in the big leagues we haven't even interviewed. Um, so there's Tyler Webb, Jordan yeah. Montgomery, a um, couple others that, that, that we'd honestly love to. It's just, um, you know, we, we, we've done so many, it's just kind of like you have to figure out what you, you know, how, how best to get the story told. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's been exciting. I mean, our interview list is sound. I mean, we've been all mm-hmm. over, you know, we've shot, I mean, we've shot Wit in his hometown. We shot Peter Mooney, Scott Wingo. I mean, he's coaching at Notre Dame now. I mean, there's some cool stories, you know, of, of the of the guys of what they've done since as well. Um, so we're that'll be another part of the series. It's you know we'll go more into what all the guys have done since these championships yeah. as well. Yeah, and you mentioned Peter 
uh, Peter Mooney, his brother Marcus actually came and played in the event in 2018, our fifth annual event. He was actually a very laid back guy. You know, he talked about his time at South Carolina. He didn't, you know, playing for Coach Holbrook and things like that. It's always interesting to see how there's always these certain people that tie into, you know, with things like what we're both trying to do. Well said, man. And it, and, and honestly, what you've probably experienced too, because it seems like you, you're, you go, you know, you go football and other sports as well, but there is a certain um, synchronicity in baseball or something that like every, you yeah. know, everyone kind of tunes, weaves back in some way, somehow with one another. And you, just as you described it, I mean, it's, that's cool to hear about Marcus, man. It, you know, I mean, those brothers, it's, you know, that was a cool thing. And I mean, Peter Mooney, I remember he proposed to his wife at a, at a game his brother was playing yeah. at USC, you know, it's just cool. Um, so yeah, it's a beautiful thing, man. It, it's, you know, we, we're at a time when USC kind of needs a little, another little reminder of, Hey, we can do this. Like we're, remember mm. we're still good, you know, like, <laughs> um, you know, football was rough. The debacle of our recent president. <laughs> I mean, some of this stuff has been like, all right, we got it. We got to get it back together here, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it's ironic because I'm actually finishing up my degree at South Carolina, and once I heard the, you know, the debacle of uh, you know Castle, I was kind of like, how do you manage to do that? <laughs> it's terrible. Good for you on the degree. That's awesome, man. But yeah, that's oh, thank you. That's uh, that's it was like it was as bad as it gets, you know. So I, so I'm like, hey, like they need this series, like we need something to like make them happy again, USC people, and like, you know, this is one of the great, if not the great yeah. story of their athletic program. You know, there's basketball and some other amazing stuff that's happened, you know, as well. But um, this story stands, man. So I, I, it's an honor to tell it, and I, you know, it's been placed in my mm-hmm. hands to do so. And, um, and it's, yeah, it's going to be something real special. So I'm excited. Yeah. And I think one of the things too, uh, you know, just now, like I'm, I'm a fishing of, you know, a bachelor's in organizational leadership, you know, kind of the umbrella of marketing and things like that. You can, you can easily do a documentary, you know, with the men's basketball team in 17, you know, Frank Martin, Sundari Thornwell, who grew up 30 minutes from my hometown. And then you got, coach, you know, Coach Don Staley, like that being, you know, some more stuff I'm sure a lot of people would turn tune into. 100%, man. And so I, I've been sort of, you know, trying to, um, in the networks I've been pitching this film to, sort of leeway with that next, you know, and say, hey, we've got some other great stories we can follow with yeah. as well. Uh, I mean, even the Clemson football stories would be really awesome to see. I mean, not to, to, to counteract my own stuff here, but like there's some, but all that kind of started after ours, you know, yeah. I mean, we were whipping Clemson in football in, our, in those years, whipping them. I mean, it was regularly, I mean, so it was, you know, it's been a cool shift, um, you know, to kind of see some real deal um, accolade brought into the state of South Carolina overall, even from those championships. I mean, there was a hundred thousand people at our parade in Columbia. I mean, it was crazy. It mattered a lot to people, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think that was kind of similar to uh, when, you know, I mentioned off air, I'm down here in Myrtle beach, you know, you, the coastal Carolina baseball team. Exactly. That's another great story that has to get told. I mean, that team came out of nowhere, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, what a cool, what a cool ride that was too. So yeah, there it is again. I mean, it's, it, it but again, that started with us. I mean, there was, there was the chicken curse, right? People believed yeah. like, we were, we couldn't win the big game. Like we could not get over the hump, 
no matter no matter if it was missing a free free throw in basketball, just dropping a pass, you know, like the kicker just missed, you know, whatever it was, uh, in these brutal ways, just for decades. <laughs> yeah, and I, and, you know, it's definitely interesting to see how far these, you know, all these programs have, you know, come, you know, dating back to the 2010, 2011 years with the Gamecock baseball teams. You know, everybody, you know, they, they have their moment, and it's amazing to see, especially for the state, kind of, you know, like you said, yeah, man, it's, it's been, it's been unique. And, and now we did just hit the 10 year reunion. So it's, um, you know, 10, 10 full years has gone by since both championships. And um, it's, it's a special, I mean, it, it, it still stands. I mean, there, it still stands as one of the great teams ever. Like you stack it up to some of the other great teams ever. And it's like, even, even our stats and records and like the guys that went to the big leagues and like the way we won these games and, you know, all of it kind of equals into pretty serious factoring <laughs> of like, <Yeah. laughs> you know, this was a special, special time in, in USC athletic hi- history. Yeah. And I think, you know, everybody talks about the football programs from the George Rogers stuff to the Lattimore, kind of Shaw. Yeah. But once the, ba- you know, the baseball program hit its stride, that, that definitely gave the baseball program more exposure in my opinion. Oh, it did. I mean, it, and it, and it's kind of weird because like it all, like, like I said, kind of earlier, it, it, USC was already a national baseball force. Um, mm-hmm. But again, they could never win the big game. Like they had won, they had been to Omaha. They had been, you know, they just, they had great player. I mean, the smoke era, remember? I mean, Landon Powell eras, some of these, yep. I mean, these guys that have been in the big leagues, uh, a bunch of them really. And, um, and so, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny that uh, then it, then it was ours that, that did it all. But um, yeah, I think there's, yeah, it, it's, you know, it, USC baseball, it, it's a, now, as you said, it is more recognizable than ever, but even still like we grew, when I grew up, everyone wanted to play baseball at USC. I mean, that was kind of, so maybe it was more like a, a localized Southeastern kind of thing. Um, and now is a national kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I mean, even, yeah. even before our championships, I mean, Christian Walker came from, you know, way up North, Evan Marzilli, the same, we had a bunch of guys from everywhere. Right. So it kind of, mm-hmm. you're right. And, and it, it's also like, you know, it was kind of there before as well, you know, and yeah. same with Ray, like it, it was a program that, that had clout. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a dream to go there in the first place, whether you, you'd win a championship or not. So it was kind of, yeah. then we just had the, the great fortune to be part of the, the, the high successes there. So. So going back to the documentary, I'm curious, you know, you talk about, you mentioned there's one, you know, station or group that are looking in, into picking up the documentary. Is there, I guess you say, is there anybody in mind or like you would like to see your documentary? aired out like the SEC network or anything like that well um again I don't want to say um who I'm I'm real close with but we'll say it like this it's the natural fit and you may have said it (laughs) (laughs) well I'm not trying to but so obviously to get a DSPN would be a dream um but it's hard it is hard man and so and they're, they're a system. So like they, and I've learned, and I've been in communications with those guys for a while and, but they're like, they churn it out and they, they come in and they spit these stories in and out and in and out. And so like, 
I'm in communications with them and it's strong, but I, I, the thing is there's so many other options out there. There's Hulu and Netflix yeah. and Amazon and YouTube and blah, blah, blah. Right. So it's, I'm going to give, I'm, I'm trying to give it a, a, another couple chances to, to maybe find a, a, a spot, but I obviously ESPN and the sec network would be the natural home for it. So that would be the, that would be incredible. Yeah. Be that would be the dream. Um, but not the only dream. So, you know, yeah, I've, yeah. I've got that in play. It's in play. Um, but I'm keeping everything else in play right now, too. And, I, and I've really I've hit some momentum that I haven't had yet in the project. So I'm, I'm feeling real right. confident it's going to find the right home. And as I said, I think I think even the the documentary could end up somewhere and then the series could end up another place, potentially even or even back to USC. Um, and yeah. so, cause I mean, I've got these interviews, man, I've got some really cool, I mean, the Steve Pierce interview where he's talking about hitting some of the biggest home runs in Red Sox history. And, yeah. and like some of these other interviews that I've done with these guys are like, people will want to see this stuff, you know? So I got to get it out somehow. Um, and it, I mean, it's an exciting time for media. I mean, there's so much new stuff happening and all these channels and networks and ways people are getting exposed and their projects out. And I'm, I've even considered building my own whole like kind of channel and like uh, my own yeah. platform to where I'm spitting out full interviews that way, almost like an ESPN plus or like figure out some kind of like, like a blogging type website, but it has yeah. like, so I don't know. The options are wide open, man. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out the best means while still doing justice to the story and, and holding true to the responsibilities I have to everyone I have. So, yeah. And I think, uh, truth be told, you know, like, you know, with the sky softball podcast, we started out on the, the pod bean app and now we, you know, a buddy of mine pointed us out to anchor by Spotify and then yeah, anchor great. by Spotify, it, it, it expanded into, you know, just my accounts, the Apple, things like that. And I think, you know, just kind of listen to what you're talking about. I think that would definitely be something worth listening, you know, on those platforms. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. And that's, that's awesome. You guys, I appreciate that, man. You know, I mean, you're in it yourself. So, and that's great. You're, you found some traction with the podcast as well. I mean, that's awesome. Um, so I've been, I've been considering definitely. something it's like good. that, you know, same thing. And, it, and I think, you know, me personally, as as a, a baseball person that I am, it would definitely be worth the listen, you know, the listen of whatever, whether it's just the audio or, you know, the full interview, you know, visual, you know, that sort of thing. I appreciate you saying that. So I'm going to I'm going to get something out soon one way or the other. It, you know, the, the other part with these networks is, is you have to pretty mm -hmm. much it's kind of like get with it or get lost. You know, like you have to yeah. like you have to do it their way. And there it's a very specific way. And to like try to fight to keep myself at the table and at the fort, you know, and like still be in the mix, you know, and not just give it all away. It's, it's, yeah, it's hard. So, but I, it's all coming together and, um, and I have a, a, the best confidence yet that it's going to work out the way it should. And, and it's, I mean, it's been a hard time. I mean, I, I've been burned for tens of thousands of dollars by a couple guys. I mean, I got burned and I got, I was in a terrible partnership where, you know, these guys showed their true colors later and, you know, mm -hmm you know, you just got to be careful with who you, you know, you, you link up with and who you trust and it's a tough industry. So, I mean, you probably, you probably experienced some of that stuff yourself, but. Yeah. I was, I was about to say, you know, you're, you're preaching what I've went through in the past. You know, I've had some, yeah, some guys that are, yeah, business people mainly that are, you know, they show their true colors by the end of it. They try to take over what you're trying to 
to do and things like that. And I'm sitting over there and like, that's we're I'm out of here. Exactly, man. And I had to and, do that a couple times. So I, I you know, and, yeah. and unfortunately, like, you know, and then COVID happened. So, you know, that's one thing, but like, you know, I, it's an exciting time for sports again, like sports content is big. Like there's some great stories out there. Um, and I'm excited to get this one out one way or the other, man. So I appreciate, you know, the, the yeah. kind of opportunity to talk about it and keep it alive while it, while it brews a little longer. <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot, I think a lot of, you know, baseball fans in general and especially Gamecock baseball fans, you know, that witness all that stuff, that it'll be one of those things that, everyone will enjoy getting the inside look at and me personally, you know, that's something I'll enjoy, you know, listening to once you get that aired out and awesome. Last question for you, Jake. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I ask everyone this and with this being your first year, what excites you about being a part of this event for the first time? Oh man. I mean, aside from the kind of the obvious doing good for good, you know, for good people, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff there, cause that's there. And that's an amazing thing to be a part of. And I remember, I mean, that was one thing that, that was very admirable about Ray Tanner. He, he was always pushing that kind of stuff. Like he was like, if you want to be in a frat, go be in the frat, but here we're about doing the right thing and about like, so they encouraged us to go do community service and to like go out and be a part of these organizations and, you know, you talked, you got a couple guys, Colby and Matt and, uh, or, or Adam, excuse me. Um, and a few others that have, that have come on board. And, um, so that's going to be great for me to be a part of, honestly, for me, man, I, I'm excited to just play in the game. I mean, I haven't played in a softball game like that, um, competitively since I left Sweden, I have to say probably. So like, yeah. I, you know, I've, I've of course always wanted to join like the, you know, the leagues and that kind of stuff, but just haven't yet. Like I've been, I've been a kind of living a nomad life too. So I haven't, I've, I haven't been in the same place for too long and, and that kind of stuff, but I'm excited to just play in the game. Like I, I you know, like I said, I've been doing the research on you guys and you've had, you've had big people there playing in these games, like some big names, like big NFL stars and different, you know, different things where you're like, this is going to be fun. So yeah, I'm just excited to be a part of the whole thing, man. It's it's going to be a, a true pleasure and kind of be back in the mix of like good, you know, like you said, some good, you know, good charity organization, good people doing good things, man. And especially just having the, the fun of interacting with all the guys again, like Colby and Adam. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm working on having more, you know, Gamecocks, you know, Tigers, whatever you think of. I'm, I usually try to find more than any name I can get. Uh, yeah. With, you know, I, I have one name that I'm keeping to myself that I'm working on personally. I'm hoping that this one fo follows through because it's the old money ball saying, uh, you know, if he, if this one guy shows up, they'll change the game for good. And, and that's what I want. I try to get this game. I try to keep this game growing and the huge direction that it's, you know, slow, you know, continuing, continuing to grow in and being in Columbia for the first time ever. I'm sure that excites you as well. You know, it does, man. Columbia, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I, if if it's who we spoke about before, I'll I'll still I'll do my my best to bring them in too. Um, it was uh, it was funny to see Adam won the home run derby, Westmoreland. I mean, he yeah, was a hitter, man. He was a hitter in high school. We played against him a couple times, uh, and he I remember he used to own it out there. Same with same with uh, the guy you may be thinking of, um, <laughs> as well. He he could hit. The guy I'm thinking of, well, uh, this is the only hand I can give. He play he plays football. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm off. I I I have to tell you that tell you the name off air, but uh, yeah, yeah. You know, guys, guys like Adam and Colby, they always duke it out in the derby. It's fun to watch them. <laughs> you know, and then you, and then the women's derby. You know, we added that yeah. back in 2019. That's that's something new that's still growing. You know, part of the event. I always try to add something each way. You know, for everybody to have their fun and giving that part, giving that you know certain time for the you know, girls involved, they enjoy it, you know, uh, Anna Kimbrell, who was part of the Team USA, I can't remember which, I think it was baseball back in 2018 or 19, you know, won gold medal, and yeah. she's out there just hitting tanks, I'm like, we're going to have to go find all those. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome, man, that's too cool, I mean, you guys have put together an awesome thing, it kind of reminds me of, um, I mean, you may have heard about the the Baylor Ball organization, Baylor Teal, the the organization. I have to look that up. Look it up. Like it was another. Like his family um, built it around him. He was the so there, he was the boy who passed unfortunately in 2010 um, that we right. were dedicating our our championships to, and and it's a really beautiful story that we'll portray in the film. Um, but his family since built a really a thing that sort of organically like yourself has like sprouted up and um, like they do a big charity uh, walk every year around Christmas time. And um, it's gotten big. So I wouldn't be surprised to see yours keep growing as well. And, and you're going to get some good. Yeah, it'll be a fun time. Do you get good crowds out there? I'm sure you do. Right. I, I try, you know, that's. I think everybody listening knows that's the Achilles heel that I've been dealt with a lot. And expect, I mean, COVID last year wasn't that bad. We had a good turnout, but overall it's just, we got to, we got to find that one thing that really draws them in. And, you know, being in Columbia at Columbia International University for the first time, I'm thinking I have, I have nothing but high hopes, you know, it should be a good turnout. You know, we got some food truck vendors coming out, uh, auction table, meet and greets, you know, with guys like guys and girls, with you um, you know overall I, I try to encourage people that come watch play you name it you know bring the whole family with you you know it's definitely a you know, family fun atmosphere and for the best way to put it in sports terms it's kind of like the world series super bowl nba finals anything you can think of tied into one i love that yes <laughs> Well, I'm pumped, so, man. I, I'm excited to be a part of it for real. Yeah, and we're excited to have you for the first time this year. You know, you're one of the the few rookies that we got coming in. You know, and before I forget, you had to add my dad over here, kind of mentioning Tina Whitlock, who or she, I think her name was Tina Plue at her during her time at USC. She was a well-known softball player at USC, and so not like I'm trying to give her a cheap plug here. But I am. That's definitely one girl or lady that you need to interview in the future. Okay. Because she, because because she she actually last year before COVID had everything shut down, she was actually one of the few female coaches in minor league baseball. She was with the St. Louis Cardinals organization. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so that's to me that that's definitely an interview I would listen to as well. <laughs> what, what's her last name again? Whitlock. Whitlock, yeah, Tina, man, that's cool. I, yeah, I, yeah, I remember hearing about her now. That one of the only coaches in minor league ball. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's she cool. was. She was a South Carolina graduate. Too cool, man. 
and and Sky softball favorite before I forget. <laughs> Is so she lastly, there at uh, at this event? She'll be there. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. So okay. lastly, before before we wrap this thing up, Jake, feel free to plug in anything social media, documentary, plug it away. Yeah. Uh, website is breakingthecursefilm.com. Um, my social media is Jake underscore Williams underscore 37. And I do all kinds of content on there on, uh, on the stuff. So it's, I'm actually building out a couple more pages, but breakingthecursefilm.com. I mean, there's trailers on there. We've got, we've got vignettes, little shorts, um i and i just built i'll be putting out soon a new it's an extended 13 minute trailer i'll be putting out soon um that's a really cool look into the story as well um but yeah man it's i'm excited to come join you guys and um and uh look out for for the content i'm putting out as well everybody it's going to be special hang with me a little longer and uh, it'll all be worth it <laughs> definitely and you know for those listening i'm sure we'll all tune in once once it comes out we're looking forward to that and more importantly jake we're looking forward to having you on saturday october 9th at columbia international university oh man i'm excited to be there we'll flash these ones before we go got a little good a little lumber in there <laughs> oh man that's legit we'll bring all this by and uh you know we'll have some fun with it man it's gonna be a good time <laughs> yeah I, I, I might need to borrow one of them rings yeah of course of course <laughs> absolutely yeah. <laughs> we'll loan it to you for the weekend <laughs> there we go my man That'll be but good. uh last thing jay we thank you for coming on for the podcast and we'll we'll hope to do it again thank you matthew we'll talk to you soon brother yes sir all right take care